welcome to Recast, presented by the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each episode will look at a key issue of mission or discipleship for church leaders in Scotland. We will be bringing you key voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the church in Scotland. Thank you for downloading the Recast. My name is Glenn Innes. This is one of our summer mini-pods, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So on our mini-pod today, we have the lovely Lynette Brooks with us. Um, Some of you will remember Lynette because she was with us at Summer Canopy uh, when it rained, I think. so. Mm, But it's raining today as well. Um, Lynette, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do normally. Oh, thanks, Lisa. Hello. Um, yeah, I my day job is that I work for a small charity called Kintsugi Hope, which exists to tackle the um, stigma um, about mental health and looking for a world where mental health actually is accepted um, and that we can create safe and supportive spaces for everyone to feel accepted, loved and can grow and flourish. So that's my day job. I'm the relationship manager there. And um, I also am a trained counsellor. I trained from a biblical worldview, but I'm also uh, an integrative counsellor. So a lot of the work I do is with people of no faith or other faiths. Um, and I do that in a not-for-profit agency in the evenings. That sounds like you have a very busy life, Lynette. And I'm sure you must hear a lot of stories and a lot of people's experiences and um, have a ever-growing understanding of how people work or why they don't work always. So um, I mean it's good isn't it we've started talking much more about mental health in these last few years and um, I think that that those of us who thought mental health was something other people had have realized that this is something we all experience. Absolutely. Why is it so important for us to keep on talking about this especially perhaps as Christians, have we, have we not done this enough? Mm, well, that's a very good question. Um, I think the statistics are out there for everyone to see. Um, you barely turn on the news or look at a, um, a blog and find that, you know, one in four people in every year are going to struggle with their mental health. Um, our young people and our students' mental health really struggling and this was so before the pandemic and I think that the isolation the grief the loneliness and the big big questions that we've all had post-pandemic have only escalated some of the mental health crisis that we are facing and I think as Christians we I don't know about everyone listening but I grew up um, in a non-faith-based home Um, My mum was widowed very young and we were to suck it up and just get on with it um, environment. And so we sort of did that. We didn't really talk about our emotions very much. I then became a Christian in my mid to late teens. And I, to be honest, Lisa, I still didn't get an awful lot of input into who I was as a whole person. There were a lot of great sermons. There was a lot of good youth group um, material that was told to us all. But when it came to, but I feel angry or I feel scared or I feel really sad, there was very little um, that I could get hold of to understand that. 
And gradually, um, I went off to Bible school. And again, it was very sort of um, Bible story and theologically based. But when I came back, I started to engage with um, CWR, which are based mm-hmm. at house and ended up training for my counseling training with them and they have this wonderful model that they use which is an overlapping Venn diagram if you like of the fact that as people we are made up of five aspects to our personality and they are God-given aspects to who we are and what makes us human and that includes physical we clearly have physical bodies includes spiritual which is at our core but it also includes our thinking we are rational beings our feelings as well um, and our decision makings we are volitional beings as well so we're emotional and feeling we're choosing we're thinking we're spiritual but we're also physical and that gave me huge understanding and actual um, permission to explore what's going on in my Mm -hmm. mental health what's going on in my emotional health and how do I tie all these things together and express them in a healthy, positive, but real, authentic way. That sounds so helpful. And in fact, I've seen that model myself and used it and find it excellent. Um, in fact, you can you can uh, Google it if you want to find <clears> out <throat> online a bit more about it, um, which is really helpful. So when we go right to the core of that, mm-hmm. we're talking about the deepest part of ourselves, the, the mm. spiritual part of ourselves. Can you just explain a little bit about what's, what are those kind of longings? What, what is it we're looking for really mm. the deepest part, which comes out in all sorts of different types of ways, doesn't it? But what's it the deepest part? Yeah, it sure does. Well, I think, and this is how I base my counselling practice, um, whether I'm working with Christians or not, is that what, um, what is taught in the CWR model is that we basically all were created with three core longings. And those core longings are essentially for security, for self-worth, and for significance. You could call them safety, value, and purpose, if you like, in terms of other words. But essentially, all our behaviour and all of our longings are to have one of those three core needs met, really. So um, essentially, whatever I do, whatever I'm telling myself, whatever my behavior is leaning towards, it is actually so that I can have one of those things met. And if you actually take that then to, so what's the practical application of that then? What do I do when things are uncertain, as they have been so uncertain and not and many signs of that uncertainty abating at the moment for us as a society. When we're hurting, when we compare ourselves to others, when life doesn't go as we planned, when we feel alone, sad, depressed, fearful, down on ourselves, you know, being told to man up doesn't always work. Um, and actually, if we can just understand why we're doing what we're doing a little bit more, then it actually can help us. So, what I have discovered is that actually, if we are feeling anxious, maybe that is because we are reaching for that goal of security, safety, or significance. And I am reaching for something that is basically uncertain or unattainable. So I might be saying, I I need to be perfect for God to love me, for people in my church to love me. You know, I need to be perfect. Well, actually, That's an uncertain 
um, and actually an unreachable goal because none of us will be perfect this side of glory. Mm. Actually, it's almost like, what am I trying to achieve? Is that perfectionism driving my driving my anxiety? Um, and actually, often it's a desire for control as well, because when it comes down to it, Lisa, the sad truth is there's very little that we can control, and that makes us anxious, often, mm-hmm. because we're reaching for something that is uncertain. I can't control the weather. I can't control what you think about me. I can't control um, all sorts of the external surroundings, but all I can control is what's going on inside me in measure. So that sometimes helps me to understand when I'm feeling anxious, what is it that I'm trying to achieve or reach for? The other big stream of emotions that we feel is either anger or anything on that spectrum from mild irritation or frustration to full-blown anger. And maybe what's going on there is that there's a goal that we're trying to reach and something or somebody is blocking us reaching that goal. And that causes mild irritation because someone in front of us isn't driving quickly enough and I'm late for an appointment, right through to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeking safety, I'm securing validation, I'm seeking validation, and somebody is stopping that happening for me. And that can result in that full-blown anger. And then the other stream of emotions, if you like, that we so often fall um when we encounter are those of guilt and shame. And I encounter this so much in people who, um, again, feel guilty for maybe something that they have done. And that then can actually be prompted by a deeper sense of shame. And that, again, is if we're reaching for um, a goal that is actually unreachable, that we're never going to reach either. So... If I'm feeling guilty, it might be that I have done something wrong and I need to air that, voice that and get forgiveness Mm -hmm. from God, from another person, or even most cruelly of myself. We're the last to forgive ourselves so often. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to shame, the difference between shame and guilt is essentially that when it comes to shame, the core emotion is I am unworthy. I I am flawed. I am wrong. And I am not valuable and I am not good enough for anything, and therefore I am worthless. So that underpins so much of how we go about our life, whether we're suffering from low self-esteem, whether, again, we're trying to prove ourselves the whole time by overcompensating that sense of shame. And actually, if we do have a faith and we go back to the biblical origins of that, that actually, what was the first thing Adam and Eve did when we read about the fall, however you interpret biblically was that they covered themselves and they hid because they were ashamed ashamed and so much of what we do when it comes to managing our emotions and being authentic and understanding our emotions is that we don't quite grasp maybe what's really going on with anxiety with guilt or shame or anger or frustration now that's not they are they are within a normal spectrum of everyday life I'm not addressing actual mental Mm -hmm. when it comes to those because clearly sometimes those emotions or those thought processes get exacerbated to an unhealthy way when we're talking about somebody who has 
mental illness or mental illness diagnosis Mm -hmm. opposed to those who might just be wrestling with their emotions or their thoughts and their Mm -hmm. mental health generally. That's so helpful, isn't it? Just to be able to understand ourselves better. So so our kind of core longings are significance, self-worth and security. Mm -hmm. And those things drive us in all the different types of things that we do, whether we see that or not. Mm. and we just being able to name and acknowledge our emotions which I'm not sure I'm brilliant at that um, (laughs) and just understand what's going on here what's the goal that I'm trying to achieve so why is this emotion arising just can really help can't it to give it perspective Um, so I suppose you know like you're very clear there about this is the kind of more everyday normal experience and not the kind of extreme end where we might need different kind of intervention at that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. but what kind of help could we find what kind of resources could we find how might we just I mean personally I just find understanding it is helpful actually mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. just feeling drawn into some kind of downward spiral over it um, mm-hmm. but other things that we might be able to access that would sure. encourage okay. us okay well I think that partly depends on whether we are talking that we've got emotional or mental health um, understanding and needs on we talk about a mental health continuum and whether or not you you know you're the worried well or actually you have a diagnosis there's a whole continuum and it might be worth people looking up if you google the mental health continuum that can give a really helpful snapshot of what one can expect with a mental health diagnosis because they can still they can still experience optimum mental well-being actually if they have a well-managed diagnosed mental illness right through to someone who has no mental illness diagnosed or acknowledged but actually is not coping terribly well on a day-to-day basis so I would first recommend people look up that mental health continuum I think it's also important to understand the difference between what's emotional health and what's mental health and again there's plenty out there that you can google and look that up we at Kintsugi Hope offer um, churches to partner with us to train and run our wellbeing groups they can you can train online you can run them online or in person and we've now got over 350 churches offering these wellbeing groups and about 1500 group leaders trained that's a 12-week resource that we offer that looks at understanding our emotions and our mental health so we cover anxiety anger healthy relationships resilience shame um, and many more And you can go to our website, www.kintsugihope.com and find out more about running the groups, what's involved in the groups. But these are being run in church settings, but they're also being run with police forces, with those in homeless hostels. We're running them in schools, in universities, and we're just seeing people engage with their community and offering um, a very non-judgmental connection for people to if they're feeling overwhelmed or they want to understand their emotions more and be offered I guess that unconditional love of God simply by opening our rooms our homes our churches to people to come along to those groups I would also recommend CWR's um, Waverley Abbey Trust they're now called they have a series of insight books which help you whether you're wrestling with something like anxiety or shame or you've suffered from abuse in the past 
um, self-esteem, self-anxiety. Um, They're a whole suite of books that are for you if you're struggling or if you're trying to support someone else. And they have a very biblical perspective to it that is applicable both inside and outside of faith-based settings as well. So they're key things that I would recommend as first ports of call. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Lynette. And again, just my commendation for Kintsugi Hope and all that is going on there and um, just so helpful, the training and the groups and resources there as well. And um, you might have heard Glenn and myself talking to Patrick Regan, the CEO of uh, Kintsugi Hope a number of months ago. And if you haven't, yes. listened, you know, yeah. go back and have a listen to that. Because there's it was much great. Wisdom yeah. In that as well. So um, thanks, Lynette. That's just so You're um, very welcome positive and really appreciate you joining us today so no problem thank you thanks.